Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain. A great look at theater today with one of the most exciting shows to come to the Chicago stage in quite some time. MJ the Musical. I have been waiting for this for so long, as so many of you have. And joining me today, it doesn't get any better than this. How about talking to Michael Jackson himself? Yeah, Roman Banks joins me, and he's in the title role. Roman, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to the role of MJ here in Chicago. This is really exciting for everybody. Oh, Paul, thank you so much for having me. Wait, uh, talking me up here. I'm all bubbly and inside. I, I really appreciate it, Paul. Well, um, you know, and I, I'll tell you why, because I was a fan of yours in Dear Evan Hansen. You were the first African-American to take the role of Evan Hansen. It's a show yes. I've seen a million times, although <laughs> the pandemic got in the way of, I think, me catching you in that. But I have mm. certainly seen clips of you in it back when you were oh. on there. And I thought, what a great change. What a, how fabulous to play that role. I mean, we're going to talk about OJ, but just give me a reflection on playing Evan yeah. Hansen. Um, I only had two dream roles. Um, I had Aaron Burr in, in Hamilton, and I had Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen. And I remember I tweeted Ben Platt in 2017, and I said, could there ever be a black Evan Hansen? I'm asking for a friend, you know, as a sort of little joke. But um, I never, I remember thinking to myself, well, I'll probably finish college. And by then, somebody will probably have done it. But maybe I can get an audition by that point. And I don't know, I can do like the tour or a regional or something like that. You know, I, I never, when the open call came, I never thought in a million years that I was going to be the representation I was dreaming to see. Um, and that, I mean, I don't know if there could have been a better start to my professional career. Um, it, it still to this day is magical. I actually, right before this trip, a friend of mine came over and we actually watched my show um because some uh, some fan somehow got the show but we we ended up watching my show yeah it's all legal don't worry about that yeah it's all it was all it was also legal the you know <laughs> producer approved it um but it was so amazing to look at what i was about to step into and also to reflect on where i've been and it, it inspires me still to this day to when i start to feel like i'm writing myself out of a situation or casting doubts over what i'm capable of i'm like Look what you already proved to yourself, you know, so it continues to be a blessing to me and to hear people who saw the show still tell me to this day, you know, what they thought of my performance. It, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Well, I, I agree, by the way, there couldn't have been a better start uh, to a career because that role. I remember when I first saw Ben Platt do it and I, and, and, and I've interviewed, I interviewed Ben, too, back when he did Book of Mormon. But I thought to myself, who else could ever have that voice to make this happen? And of course, I was wrong because, you know, folks like yourself step in and just do amazing stuff. So well, congratulations you. on that. That's not why you're here. But but I just wanted to give you kudos. Oh, on I that. love talking about it. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get, well, and I did a whole uh, half hour backstage show on it and they performed for us and it was just great. Oh, so, my God. Gosh. Yeah. And of course, a lot of people might be recognizing Howie from High School Musical, the series. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we got that behind you. But you, we're on to MJ now. That's what you we're are. on to MJ, for. baby. Let's go. And, and I got to ask you, so Michael Jackson, you're just a little bit younger than me. And, and so, I, you know, I, I remember for me, it's the Jackson 5 and all the way right. through Michael's career. I had the chance to meet him once and uh, and sit with him at a concert. 
you know? Uh, yeah. I tried to steal something from him just for my collection, but he wouldn't let me. But uh, <laughs> he was very soft-spoken, very kind. But let me ask you, so uh, growing up young, I would think you're the later Michael Jackson, but I don't think so. I think you your days, you probably go back to young Michael Jackson, Jackson 5. You probably have a little yeah. background. That's where it all started for me. My mom had the ultimate Jackson 5 collection on disc. Ancient, I know. Um, but we we used to play that around the house. It was it was Rock and Robin. It was Dancing Machine. It was ABC. And it, it was, I mean, all the time. Rock and Robin was our song growing up. So that was my introduction. Um, and I love the Jackson 5. And it really didn't even transfer to like a, um, a Michael Jackson sort of infatuation until I was at my... I, my uncle's house and we were sitting and his aunt, my his wife goes, hey, you know, your uncle was in the bad news video. And I said, what, what, what? And he, he's like, your uncle was in the bad news video with Michael Jackson. And I was like, no, no, you weren't. Shut up. Like he had never told me this formally. Like, and so they put on the video and there he is in a red beret standing off of Michael Jackson's left shoulder or yeah, no, his left shoulder. And I, I couldn't believe it. And I mean, he was dancing. I had never seen my uncle before. So I, it was almost like meeting someone again that you'd known for your whole life. I mean, it blew my mind. And once I saw that music video, I was like, I can't stop here. I, I want to watch the other music videos. And then I, you know, I'd seen Thriller by that point, but then I went to go watch Smooth Criminal and Billie Jean and Black or White. Um, and I'd seen them, you know, in passing, but to, to dive into it again and really see how intentional he was and how much of a perfectionist he was with making each song such an individual experience. Um, and yeah, then, then that infatuation began. And then I was learning thriller in my living room, <laughs> trying to show my parents. Weren't we all? Uh, by the way, you, you, I know you've also visited WGN TV studios where I primarily work and I, yes. I don't know if they showed this to you, but when you walked in the front door, if you had taken a little turn to the right, there's a little wall of history pictures and the Jackson five were on our Bozo show. So you were actually in the same space as the Jackson five were back in the whatever years that was the late sixties, early seventies on Bozo circus. No one showed that to me. Yeah. Well, I'll That's show you, incredible. Back you come back and I'm going to show it to you. Okay, so, please. Thank you, Paul. The show MJ itself, because I think uh, probably are wondering, well, is this the Jackson 5 day? What is this day? So the truth is, this is not his whole life. This show does take a look at a a, a certain point in time. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get a little bit of both, which is the best. Um, so it takes place uh, leading up to the uh, Dangerous Tour in 1992, uh, two days before uh, they start the official tech process of that. So, you know, things are ramping up in our rehearsal space. But uh, we we also get a, a lovely look back into Michael's past and how he came to be the greatest entertainer in the in in my opinion in the world. Um, it through we have a, a team come in, sort of like a MTV crew, if you would, um, to come in and and talk to him about his process and and about his legacy and about how it all began. And so we get to travel through his life, but he's always in control of the story. Um, but it really does. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to jukebox musicals, right? And so I really expect uh, a formula to be followed when I came to see Michael Jackson or the MJ musical originally. But I was so blown away by how unique this musical is to be a jukebox musical. I say it, it, it breaks the curse of jukebox musicals because it's so its own experience 
And sometimes you're like, am I watching a musical or am I watching a concert? Like it's so real and it's so energetic and it's so beautifully woven from the choreography to the writing uh, to the direction. You, it never stops. The, the, the energy continues and continues until the very end of the show. And so I, I feel so privileged to be able to take people on this wonderful journey and show people a different side of Michael than we're used to. Because I left the theater feeling a little bit more knowledgeable about who he was and seeing him in a different light. Well, actually, I was going to ask you about that. So even huge Michael Jackson fans are going to learn things about Michael they did not know before, even though they're big fans with his posters on their wall. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I, I, I love MJ. I listen to him all the time. And, I, you know, I was sort of going with the with the whole attitude of, yeah, let's see if this life will surprise me. Let's see if this does it justice. And I, I mean, by the end of the first act, I was eating every word I might have mumbled to myself on the way into the theater because it's, I mean, it feels insurmountable. Like, you know, when we look at his legacy, you know, and someone says, okay, we're going to do a Broadway show. It's like, oh boy, here we go. But I mean, this creative team, Tony winning for a reason, you know, but Christopher Wren and Lynn Nottage and the music team with Jason and David, it, it, they, they really collaborated. It, it never felt like anyone was trying to get the glory, like, okay, here's where I'm going to express my best this, or here's where I'm going to have my moment to show that I, you know, it was, it was, you can tell that everyone was working around each other's strengths to build the best product possible. And you have this like weaving of artistic stylings, both new and familiar throughout the whole show. And it, it's, it's so fun from start to finish. And I've seen it five times. And even though I'm playing the role, I want to go back and really see it. the audience and watch yourself. What, what is it? And I'm going to bring Evan Hansen in one other time because Evan Hansen is a fictional. It actually is not a fictional character. I interviewed mm. Stephen Levinson who wrote it. It is based on somebody in his life, but that's yeah. nobody we know. Mm-hmm. But my question is, so when you're doing Evan Hansen, you are creating what for most people is a fictional character. You ain't yeah. doing that with Michael Jackson. So mm-hmm. what is the challenge here? It's one thing to go on to, to Evan Hansen and people go, oh, that's an interesting portrayal. But Michael Jackson, everybody's got something in their mind of who Michael Jackson was. Yeah, I say the challenge is, I mean, there are multiple challenges right there. I don't think there's one big focus, um, but you want to do it justice. And for me, that's the specifics. That's the detail, right? Like there, there's so much footage of Michael Jackson. And I mean, even the poster is a pose, right? So, I mean, already setting the expectation of the pictures you expect to see. You want to see the toes. You want to see the hat choreography. You want to see the brush of the jacket, right? Things that he did to such repetition that they became uh, his persona, that they became iconic and recognizable to his name only. And so it's wanting those not to be good, but to be perfect, to get them so in my body that it doesn't look like I'm trying to be Michael Jackson, but I'm simply expressing his essence. And that's where, you know, I, the, the only way through it is repetition. The only way through it is repetition. It is, it's, there's no sauce. The, the journey is in the repeating of the movement. Um, and the big challenge, you know, when I think of Evan Hansen, they're all vocally challenging shows without a question. I mean, the notes and, and, and Michael Jackson, I, I don't know, maybe it even pales by comparison. Um, but Evan Hansen pales on comparison to what's required mm. here vocally. But I want to ask you about the physical nature of this show, because, yeah. you know, Michael Jackson's dance skills and people always a great dancer, whatever. I always I was always torn by that because there's a part of him that you almost want to call him a, a street dancer, that guys who just do their thing in the street. It's like, yeah, he's doing that. He's there. 
But there was so much more. He, to me, he was like a ballet dancer. I mean, there was, he blended those things in a way that nobody else ever has. You are hitting the nail on the head. He was the first dancer in history to blend street and, and, and technical styles, ballet and street. When we watch things like The Way You Make Me Feel, and he's got that section in the street with his dancers and his body's so long and he's doing the sweeping arms with his legs, that, that had never been done before. And if you listen to interviews with Michael, he says that was very intentional. I wanted to do things that no one had ever done before. I wanted to bring a level of detail to my work that people would recognize with me. And I think that's because he grew up watching such icons with James Brown, you know, with Fred Astaire, with Bob Fosse, these people who so took movement and made it their own. And he was able to draw from all of those things. And you can see that so beautifully in his work. I love watching how West Side Story influenced his work as well, right? Because yeah, yeah. I mean, like today, like you're not finding anybody who's doing, who's taking inspiration from iconic musicals, you know? But I think a thing I've you, really- You know who would have loved him? Bob Fosse would have loved him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that we get to play with the fantasy of, you know, these icons in relation to each other within our own show. Um, there is a moment where, where Michael shares the stage with Bob Fosse and his other, uh, you know, dream collaborators, if you will. And some of those people he did get to sit and work with, which I think is, I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine growing up loving Michael Jackson and then getting to get a hug from Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, well, well, hopefully I'll meet you opening night and you'll I'll shake your hand and then it'll be the hand that chucked the hand of Michael Jackson. So we'll, you'll be, <laughs> yeah, that's, I like that's that. close you're going to get to the man right now. I um, like that. When, when people leave the theater, uh, Roman, do you want them to leave saying, I feel like I just saw Michael Jackson? Or do you want them to feel like they are saying, man, that Roman Banks, he's he's an amazing Michael Jackson? Mm. Why not have both? That's I what can. I mean. <laughs> I didn't give you an option C, but I guess you can. That's that's what I want. I want moments where you fall into the magic of the show and the illusion and you go, wait a second, hold on. That was you know, my eyes playing tricks on me, but then I want the essence of myself to shine through in moments and I want them to go, Oh, that wasn't Michael, but I I liked what what he did there. You know, I think that that's the goal of my show. And that's I keep saying, if I can get my mom to, to at least have a second where she feels like that felt kind of like Michael. If she can look at her own son through a different lens for the the most blimp of a second, then I've done my job. And I, so uh, after opening night, I'll have to I'll have to check in with her and see. It, it's always about mom. I was for Michael. I was. For, it's always about mom. And so that that's fantastic. She's seen it. Oh, th there you go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So as you as you do this, you know the the Tina Turner musical. I you saw that perhaps? I have seen Tina. Yes. Okay. So and I've interviewed the, the ladies that play Tina Turner, and and um, you know, obviously Tina had a very rough life. Uh, yeah. Michael Jackson didn't have that, but he, but you know, his his father was strict. I mean, there is a toughness to his background. Do we get that in this musical? Yeah, you you get a lot. You get a lot. And I don't I don't want to give anything away, but it really does explore the relationship he had with his family, both professional, professional and personal in a way that I did not know about. Um, that was very surprising to me. Um, and I I watch the show and I read more about him. And I, I I'm just really surprised by the selflessness throughout his entire career. 
to constantly make so much sacrifice for your personal life, um, for the things you want to enjoy. You know, there's that funny video of him where he's like, I love to tour, you know, and 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 then the camera cuts off and he's like, I really don't love to tour. Like, I hate <laughs> to tour. And it's a funny video, but, you know, I, he's being honest about the grueling sleep schedule. He's going from continent to continent, country to country. He's not getting a lot of sleep. He's dancing for three hours. He's sweating. He's barely eating. Like it's it's a lot of a, of a dedication, you know. And so we we explore a little bit about how that affects him and 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 how he got to that point where he's able to even endure schedules like that. And so that's the part I'm really excited for people to see that the humanness of of MJ in our show. It's it's not all glitz and glam, you know. It's it takes a personal look too. Um, and that's what allowed me to leave theater feeling like I had learned something while enjoying myself. Did the producers immerse you in it? Did they say, Roman, you've got lots of homework to do? Or did you decide you had a lot of homework to do? Or did you avoid some of the homework by just saying, look, I'll, I'll take this to a level I need to take it, but I don't need to know that every moment of the of his life. I mean, how, what was your research project? I want to know everything. I want to know everything. And I don't want to shy away from, you know, the not so pretty parts either. You know, I want to... The same way I would do a research project in school where, where we learn about the entire person is the same way I want to approach this role, you know, and not with judgment, but just with an openness to see how he became the man he became, you know, for, for better and for worse. Um, I think that's so interesting to figure out how someone became who they are, especially when there's someone that we already feel like we know so deeply you know, what is what is going deeper into that persona even look like? How do we find that? You know, and I, I'm so blessed to be able to work with people on the show who did life with him, you know, through through the estate people who were in his life for years through the, the Talawega brothers who coached movement for the show. You know, they danced with Michael for 10 years. So these are people who shared dozens of experiences with him over years and, and I get to hear their stories and I get to hear the things that he did that made them laugh, the things he did that made them go, I'm witnessing genius, you know? And when I hear about how hard of a worker he is, I, I just want to tap into that all the while longer because I want to do justice by everything he left behind as well. You know, that is that is not a uh, something that I want to have any part in tarnishing. You know, I want to uplift that legacy as much as I can because it still shapes popular music and, and art and culture to this day. Of course, you get to spend a lot of time in Chicago. You do know he grew up not far over the state line. You could take a little ride over there. And see oh, the we're going. There. I, want to, I want the whole cast to go. I, I want to come. I want to go see the house. I want to hear all the stories. I can't wait for people from Gary to come see the show and let us know what they thought. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, the most famous person I feel like whoever lived is somewhat within reach, even though he's not here with us anymore. Yeah. He still feels within reach due to this work. And so that's the gift for me, too, as, as a fan, you know, originally, just to feel like, oh, I, I feel closer to, to this figure, to this man than I ever have felt before. Um, and so it's it's really gratifying in a way too. Well, this is, I tried out for John, Janet Jackson. They did not cast me, so we won't be performing together. But um, I, I know I was bummed too. But everyone's got to see this show. MJ the Musical is playing at the Nederlander Theater, which I don't know if you've seen it. When you do see it, it's an absolutely magnificent theater. From mm. August first to September second, 
Uh, tickets can be gotten at broadwayinchicago.com and get them because this show is going to just, it, it's going to sell out real fast. And <laughs> right. the fact that you are performing this role, oh my God, I just can't wait to see you on opening night. I hope uh-huh. you'll break legs every night here in Chicago. And if you need some guidance about food and things to do here and the popcorn, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take that up, Paul. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. MJ the Musical, Nederlander Theater, broadwayinchicago.com, only August 1st to September 2nd. It's going to run way really fast. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Paul.